Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip the initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, as it all massively helps out our channel. And just a huge thank you for spending 20 minutes out of your day here and listening to a story or two. It really does mean the world. And let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our first story comes from a throwaway account. Am I the arsehole for not wanting to send my son to fake conversion therapy to stop my family from bullying him? I, female 35, have a son. I call him Jake for this post. Jake, male 19, is gay and has a lovely boyfriend, Derek, male 20. They have been dating for three years. I'm so happy he feels comfortable around me and that he trusted me to come out relatively soon after he realized himself. Derek practically lives at our house. His parents are awesome. He just likes it here too. I'm pretty chill, cook great food, lol, and let them sleep over in the same room. As someone who was a young teen mum, I know sex is going to happen and it's not my place to control anything about their relationship. Jake's father is present, but we are not married and he doesn't approve of Derek. He is always invited to family events and his attitude has always infuriated Jake. My family has always treated me as an outcast. I was kicked out when I became pregnant and I keep in contact because I have absolutely no backbone and I'm working on it. Ever since Jake got a boyfriend, my family has been hounding me to send him to get some serious help. They are heavily Christian and I am atheist. They think he's broken and send me conversion therapy propaganda. Jake had the idea to go to Derek's house for a couple of weeks and pretend it was conversion therapy. I said I wasn't going to stop him, but this wasn't solving the problem. It would probably just start comments about him being fixed now and just normal homophobic comments. Jake is understanding that I'm not a fan, but Derek is furious that I don't support the idea. He's rallied his family and they are now bombarding me with texts and calls about what a terrible mother I am and how Jake should just stay with them full time because I obviously don't care. I have several deep-rooted insecurities about not being a good mother and this has been a serious blow to my confidence. I'm worried Jake is going to be turned against me. Am I being a bad mother by not being 100% supportive? I try to appear as a happy, bubbly person and I love my son more than life itself but I don't think this is a good idea. And I think he was right in this one. I mean, what is the end goal in all this? What is the plan at the very end? He goes away, he pretends he's gone through conversion therapy, comes back and then what? Pretends to be straight for the rest of his life? No, why close down something that is you for other people? Absolutely not. And it's just so incredibly sad that someone has to turn to these things, fake conversion therapy, to try and get their family back on their side. But I'm just like, why would you want this family in your life to begin with? OP says that they treat her like an outcast to begin with. So why are you keeping these people around you? Why do you want these people in your life? Because I certainly wouldn't, in my opinion. And I know it's easy to say, oh, just cut your family out of your life and, you know, it's always not that easy. I know I do understand that. But in this case, when 
when they're being disapproving and homophobic towards your son and they're treating you like an outcast anyway. Yeah, cut them out. I'm almost tempted to go with a you're the arsehole just because, you know, like you said, you haven't had a backbone up to this point and you haven't stood up to your own family who's been telling, you know, to get him some serious help in air quotes. And, you know, and in some ways you just want to turn around and tell him to piss off. If they want to be these nasty people, then this is on them. But in this one, I am going to say and not the arsehole because I can see the love that you have for your son and you want everything for him. And, you know, it's just this backbone issue that you're talking about here. But I would say cut them out. And Team Chaos says go in no contact with your family is probably a better option for everyone at the heart of this story. Edit for judgment, not the arsehole for thinking charades are just that. It's better and more fun to live life out loud. And Stan says, not the arsehole, I mean faking conversion therapy seems like a premise for a bad comedy. Not an effective tactic to manage homophobic family. Does Derek disappear after your son is fake converted? And Illuminator says, you're the arsehole, but not for the reasons you may think. You're the arsehole for allowing your family to treat your son in this way for so long and allowing him in his and your life with their homophobia, necessitating this whole fake conversion camp idea, which is also a bad idea. You need to grow that backbone and stick up for your son. To which Opie replies saying, that's totally fair. I know I failed in this. I would definitely appreciate any advice to start slowly cutting contact. I've never done anything like this. I can't even cut off his father, even though he was five years older than me when he got me pregnant. It was definitely an unhealthy relationship and I resent him immensely. If you want to, do the math, you can. I just don't like writing it out because it makes me furious. And Yamrotica says, not the asshole. Where the arsehole is Derek's family and your family. But if this was Jake's idea and he wants to let him, because I don't think it'd make things worse, just make sure you've sat him down and explain this will not make the homophobia go away. One more thing that's really none of my business, and quotes, as someone who was a young teen mum, I know sex is going to happen and it's not my place to control anything about their relationship. And then says, from the way this is written, it's not clear if you've spoken with him about being safe. He's 19, so I assume he knows, but LGBTQ education in schools is lacking and I know people who are highly misinformed about how to be safe even at that age. You sound like a great mum, but make sure you are not too detached. While you shouldn't control your son, you should guide him. And we're finished with Snotface612 saying, So, let me get this straight. Your son is happy, healthy, and comfortable in his own skin, and he wants to go to fake conversion therapy camp to please people that think there's something wrong with him. If your family treats you like an outcast, I can't imagine how they treat your son. It always baffles me that Christians preach acceptance and be kind to everyone, and they're the most judgmental and nasty people. In general, not all Christians. I think your son needs to seriously consider what he's doing. He's trading one problem for another and potentially making it worse. Not the arsehole, you are trying to protect your son. The best way to really do that would probably be to cut these toxic people out. And now I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys think of this situation and how would you deal with it? Let me know in the comments below. And our next story comes from Top Interest 4176 Would I be the arsehole if I don't show the police video footage of my next door neighbor's house being robbed? I'm new to Reddit, but I'm going to make this post as very short as possible. My neighbor and their children are horrible people. They listen to music until 4 in the morning. They start fights with everyone and their kids play baseball in the middle of the street. We have a baseball field two blocks away. When we tell them to play in the field, they always say, Okay, boomer. Shut up, little bitch. Like that is supposed to hurt my feelings or something. You tell their parents and they do nothing about it. 
This is just the short version of what they do to everyone and the police don't do anything about it. Anyway, long story short, their house got robbed last night. Luckily they weren't home and my camera, I put them up in case the kids broke anything from playing baseball and their parent will pay for it, caught everything. The police were knocking on everyone's door to see what happened and we pretended like we weren't home, lol. Once they left, I replay what happened and lo and behold, I caught three men breaking into their house. I'm debating on whether or not to say anything because I can't stand these people at all. So Reddit, would I be the arsehole? And I read this one because it reminds me of a similar story I heard a while back where very similar to this, so it was on the same street, someone witnessed a crime that was going on, someone's house being robbed and they didn't like this person, so they didn't report it and they thought they got the last laugh. Haha, <laughs> shitty neighbor, got house got robbed, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the next week, someone comes back again and robs a house quite close by it once again. Went in, old person ended up badly beaten and then robbed. And, and it all came out in the end, that person could have potentially stopped that crime by reporting the original robbery. The person was caught and it turns out it was the same person as the first robbery. There was other bits into it. There was some CCTV footage and all that kind of thing as well. So yes, I think you would be the arsehole in this case. No matter how shitty your neighbors are and how much you don't like them, you could be potentially helping your community, all the people around you by stopping that from happening. And it's just something that always pops into my head. Although you may have a shitty neighbor, you know, you are protecting the community as a whole. So I think you would be the asshole in this situation and ifim says everyone sucks here obviously your neighbors suck but it's not about them it's about the super nice quiet respectful neighbor on the next street who will be the next victim you're putting other people including yourself in danger in order to avoid possibly helping the people you hate and special francine says you're the asshole doesn't matter how much of an asshole they are which they are you don't withhold information of a crime and if they broke into their house odds are they're going to break into others so you will hold some responsibility for not helping the police catch them the behavior of the kids is a completely different issue and should be treated as such and wolfen says you would be the asshole for potentially putting not them but others at risk Yes, they suck, but if not caught, the robbers could come back to another neighbor's house or worst case scenario, yours. There are better ways of getting revenge, but not like this. The comments are pretty much just saying that small story I said. And Fuzzy KitKat says, you would be the arsehole. What if these people came back and rob your house because they weren't caught due to you withholding evidence? And one more from Severe Blacksmith saying, I don't think you're an asshole, but from a community safety perspective, it may be best to say something. I mean, those guys might come back and hit your house next. I wouldn't think of it as helping the neighbors rather than protecting yourselves and others down the line. And let's move on to the next story. And our next story comes from Scatol92. Am I the asshole for getting upset over cereal? So I, 24 female, grew up poor and my husband, 33 male, did not. This has caused very few issues in our relationship, but we have different opinions based on this. We have five children and we're quite well off now. The issue I'm here to talk about is that he opens multiple packages of the same things. We bought lime squash and orange squash. For those outside of the UK, squash is a liquid which is added to water to flavor it. I asked the kids if they wanted orange or lime and they wanted orange that day, so I opened the orange one. My expectation being that we would use the whole bottle and then open the lime one. Well, the next day, the lime squash was open. I told my husband how I felt and he said, variety is the spice of life. Same thing happened with crisps, oat bars, etc. It always irritates me, but I get over it because these aren't massively perishable, so whatever. This morning I got up and the two eldest kids were having cereal for breakfast. 
different kinds of cereal. I got really upset about it. I told my husband that cereal is perishable and will go stale if it's open for too long. We only need one box of cereal open at a time. Food waste is bad and I don't want to teach our kids to be wasteful. He said I was overreacting. Am I the asshole? And again, we do have an update edit on this one, which we will cover after the comments. And first, I got a clear something up for my dumb ass. You guys surely must have squash over in other countries too. We can't be the only guys with squash. I know they got it in France, but how about the US? You must have squash. It might be called something different, but <laughs> there's no way you can't have it. I can't remember what it is. There was something else that you guys were telling me you didn't have over in the US and it just blew my mind. I was like, what? You guys have got it. Was it galaxy chocolate? It might have been galaxy chocolate. It might be on the live stream we was talking about this. And I just couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I was thinking of starting an importing business. <laughs> And I'm all for people being smart with food, you know, and trying to reduce food waste and things. But I think this is a bit extreme in my opinion. I'm kind of on husband's side on this one. You know, I hate eating the same cereal every day. I've got cornflakes, I've got Cheerios, and they don't go off. <laughs> Believe me, they last months if you leave them. I have plastic containers, which I store them in, and they last months. So to be so sort of regimented that you have to finish that one box of cereal before you can move on to a different one, it's just boring. <laughs> And God knows how you're trying to control five kids from having different flavored squashes and they're all drinking the same one. I don't know how you're doing that. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm afraid I would say you're the asshole. Very gently though, I can't say you're a massive asshole for this one because, you know, it's just not a massive issue. But let's check out some comments to see what they say. Why MMV but says you're the asshole. With five kids eating cereal, I can't imagine that a box of it lasts long enough to go stale. If it does, don't buy that kind again because the kids don't like it. Don't fight about every little thing and try to control everything. Save your energy for things that matter. And Manal Cut says, gentle, you're the asshole. If you don't want something to get eaten, don't bring it home. What's the point of having multiple options at home if you're not actually allowed to choose? If this is important to you, just convince your family to buy one type at a time. This is also a more effective way to combat food waste, since most food waste is generated by people buying more than they can eat. And Mesmero A says, I also grew up poor. Now, thankfully, I'm much better and understand your frustration. Maybe this will help. Try buying resealable cereal containers for the cereals and anything else that might be perishable. This might be a good middle ground for you guys. And they're the things that I use. They're just great. And Katie says, you're the asshole. Imagine fancying a glass of lime juice. It's there in the cupboard, but you aren't allowed to drink it. Very controlling. You can't expect everyone in your family to want to eat and drink the exact same thing every day. And Poe Adams says, you're the asshole for starting fights over this issue. Five kids shouldn't be expected to all want the same type of cereal every day. It will all be consumed. Don't worry. And one more from NYC Quilt saying, you're the asshole. It is very controlling to expect people to eat things in order, especially when the likelihood of that cereal going stale is really low. I assume your husband works hard. Should he really be denied a lime squash because you guys opened an orange squash first? There are other ways to train your kids to not be wasteful, put things back carefully, use resealable containers, etc. Since no food seems to have been wasted yet, you are fighting about this based on anxieties from childhood rather than a problem that is real now. Don't do that to your family. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to the next story. And our next story comes from shoddyflounder7366. Am I the arsehole for improvising my scene in a play? So this situation played out a couple of days ago and I'm still dealing with the aftermath. A buddy of mine put on a small play production as part of a course he was taking at community college. I'm not in the class, but he asked me to play a pretty small role with a couple of lines in one scene. 
He wrote the play and I honestly thought it was pretty good. And as someone that writes in my own spare time, I had a lot of story suggestions for him. In particular, I wanted to expand the role of the character I was playing and add more dialogue to my scene. Not because I wanted to steal the spotlight, but I genuinely felt it would improve the play. My friend was completely not receptive to the additions I was proposing, and he was pretty dismissive when I voiced my opinion. I will admit this annoyed me a bit and perhaps made me feel more comfortable taking it upon myself to insert some improvisation into my scene. I essentially went ahead with the expanded monologue I had written as best as I could remember, which caused my scene to go on three to four minutes longer than planned. However, I very naturally transitioned back into the written material and every other actor involved seemed to understand what I was doing and flow really well with it. The audience seemed to like it also. Essentially, the only person who was upset was my friend, who yelled at me afterwards and basically tried to claim I was disrespecting his vision. I tried to explain that my intention was to enhance the scene, not detract from what he had written, and I also explained that everyone else seemed to like what I did. He was not having it and pretty much hasn't spoken to me since. I feel he's being extremely unreasonable, and I think the conflict would have been avoided in the first place if he had considered my suggestions to begin with, if he had given me a legitimate reason why he didn't like my proposals. I absolutely would have not gone through with it. Yeah, you're going to be absolutely be the arsehole in the situation. Your friend wrote this play and he didn't want to take your suggestions on board which is fair enough he absolutely doesn't have to and then during a live performance you went on for an extra what three to four minutes was it and expanded your role into that i, I can't imagine what your friend was thinking when he was sat there watching this going on i'd be furious as well absolutely and i do question about how you actually think of your friend to disrespect him like that how could you think that was going to be a good thing to do in any way shape or form <laughs> but let's check out some of the comments to see what they say nomnom83 was taken says you're the arsehole you explained a couple of lines into three to four minutes in quotes my friend was completely not receptive to the additions i was proposing and then says no kidding yet you went on and did it live when the other actors were on the spot and just had to go along with it this was rude and incredibly disrespectful to your friend and cast and a long numbers of strings says you're the asshole you're an actor and you don't improvise in a live show that's completely disrespectful this wasn't your project it was your friend's project and he's allowed to not want to use your suggestions and Jewel says, God, you're a bad friend in this situation. Your friend wrote a play that he asked you to play a small part in, presumably as a favor to him. You then decided to go on an improvised monologue for three to four minutes, and you're wondering why he's upset at you. He worked incredibly hard to make and perfect his play, and you decided to ruin the one chance he had to see if performed because you thought you knew better than him about his own play. You're the arsehole big time. Apologize to your friend, but recognize that you might not be able to fix this. You really fucked up big time. And Mongoose on the loose says, wow, a real life Michael Scott. <laughs> You're the arsehole. And now I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys think of this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And should we have one more cheeky one? Let's have one more cheeky one. So this story is from Cgrego24. Am I the arse of wanting to go hiking even though I'm not as physically fit as everyone else? So for background, there is me, 20 female, my boyfriend, 20 male, my boyfriend's best friend, 21 male, and his girlfriend, 20 female. We're all going on a hiking trip vacation and some questions have risen and making me feel like I might be the arsehole. I have sports-induced asthma and with lack of heavy cardio exercise over the past two years, it's only gotten worse. 
Well, me and boyfriend, who we're called B, and his best friend, who we're called M, and his girlfriend, who we're called E, all put money in to get a rental in the mountains and go hiking, which I thought sounded like a lot of fun. But concerned for what would happen if I started having breathing issues and couldn't go any further, I asked B what would be the course of action. B at first told me I could walk back by myself and take the car to the rental. And with extreme anxiety and being a short and not very strong girl, I told him I didn't feel comfortable going back alone because it would probably be about a three mile hike back alone. His solution was to have me walk back with E. He didn't even bother asking if it was okay. And I told him, no, I'm not dragging her back with me because she's also the same physical build as me. I said I would be much more comfortable if he walked back with me. B then, after a lot of arguing back and forth, agreed to go back with me on the first hike if I wasn't able to make it all the way. His only condition was that if he couldn't make it all the way on the first day, I would need to stay at the rental for every other hike they took while on vacation. I told him just because I might not be able to make it all the way doesn't mean I don't want to go. And he told me it was unfair that I wanted him to cut his hike shorter than he would like just because I can't make it to the end to see all the sights. So am I the arsehole for still wanting to go on the other hikes, even though I'm not as physically capable as everyone else? E says she thinks B's request was unreasonable, but understands why it sucks. And I agree it sucks, but I feel really bad for putting B in this position. M is on B's side about this. Also some history. The last hike I went on, I was only able to do six and a half miles and had a pretty bad asthma attack. And the terrain was mostly flat and altitude was low. My asthma gets worse when it's cold and wet and altitude also affects it quite a bit. I also need a new prescription for an inhaler and can't get it before the trip. B also talked to M about my asthma and my worries about the trip behind my back before I was done bickering with him and he has now gotten the entire group involved when it was just a me and B conversation. Edit, someone in the comments told me to add that M and E only informed me and B about the 10 mile hikes today, three days before the trip, after we each paid about $130 for the rental. And we're gonna move straight to the comments with this one with Entertainment OK saying, like you're the arsehole, I get why it sucks to be so hindered by a medical condition and why it sucks to be left out, but all the conditions you described, which will worsen your health are there. So it's very likely you will not be able to complete the hikes. It's not fair on the others to cut their hikes short. It's like someone with severe sun allergy asking to be included in a trip to Sahara. Not a good idea. They could have been more sensible, but they are right. My advice, take another trip with them that is more suited to your health. Or accept that you have to stay at the rental, which you could enjoy too. Bring books, music, movies, etc. and relax while they are hiking. And Alert Potato says, sorry, but you're the arsehole here. You are asking someone else to give up their vacation activities because you refuse to accept the physical limitations set by your medical condition. Further, you know goddamn well it will end in going back early. You don't have and are refusing to correct the fact that you currently do not have what is considered life-saving medication before going. Either go or stay home or go and make peace with not ruining your boyfriend's hikes by dragging him back with you and walk back alone. Your asthma is not his to manage and neither is your anxiety. And Roland Katamari says, honestly, I feel really bad that because of me and my physical condition, I was hindering other people's enjoyment of a trip. It's the uncertainty as well. It's possible you can make it through the hike, but seeing as you said it's getting worse, it's more possible you won't. I get you won't be a part of it, but I think you're the arsehole if you expect this to happen. Because it won't be just your boyfriend looking after you, your friends will worry as well. You can't expect them to go out on a hike, then the whole experience is broken with you having to go back with your boyfriend. Why not just go on the trip and stay in the cabin? You can enjoy some me time and enjoy their company and their stories and pictures when they come back. 
and Rouge says you're the asshole coming from someone who also has asthma and likes a hike. I think it's rude to demand these things when you know you most likely won't be able to do the planned hike. It's common courtesy not to demand things of others when you chose to ignore the risks and make it an inconvenience for everyone else. How hard is it to say, hey, I don't think I'll be able to do this hike. Next time, could we do an easier one? And now I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys think of the situation and how would you deal with it? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, once again, guys, thank you for being here today. It is so, so appreciated. If you are enjoying the content, please don't forget to click that like maybe leave a comment because they all massively help towards the channel and I cannot express that enough. And if you want to support the channel further, you absolutely can, but never, ever, ever any pressure to do so by clicking that join button down below for YouTube or clicking the link in the description for Patreon, you spicy so-and-so. <laughs> and just a huge thank you for taking 20 minutes out of your day to be here and enjoying a story or two. It really does mean the world to me. And I just want you to know that. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.